Welcome to season three. Welcome to season three of this most unbelievable podcast. We're doing it, Paul. We're doing it, Sherry. Here we are again. Here we are again. So season one, we had no plan. And no plan is what we got. Season two, we made it plan. How do things move through the body, the heart, and the head? And so now we go into season three. Do we have a plan? We don't really have too much of one, but a couple of things we notice keep coming up. So what are our reoccurring themes that we think will guide us? Connection. What do you think, Sherry? Connection and persistence. Connection and persistence. These are pretty big themes, Paul. These are pretty big themes, Sherry, and we'll do our best to cover them well here in season three. And we thank you, dear listeners, for listening in as we figure out more about connection and persistence this season. If you like what you hear and you want to support this podcast, please support us on Patreon or visit our website to hear about any of the upcoming workshops that we're offering. Thanks, y'all. Now on with the show. So you remember yesterday we were talking about things that we believe about ourselves that we know are not true? I do. I remember that. Yeah. So it got me thinking about about how we can do that, right? Like how is it that a person is able to say something, repeat something about themselves that they know isn't true, but like there has to be some reason that they're hanging on to it. And so I've been thinking a lot about how I believe, like firmly believe a whole bunch of things about myself that are completely contradictory, but I know that I, I, I know them and I believe them fully all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, like I wrote like a list of these of like things that I feel that are completely contradictory and I feel both sides of it all at once. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you have these things? I can give you examples. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I was trying to think about it in terms of my own sort of context. Um, I, I don't feel like I have support, but I have a lot of friends that reach out to me all the time and see how I'm doing. It's like those two things are completely contradictory to each other. Mm-hmm. So why do I keep telling myself I'm unsupported? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and you know, yesterday, the thing that I say about myself that we know isn't true is I don't feel safe. Yeah. Yet I know intellectually in so many ways I am safe and I'm in a lot of ways I'm safer than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Much, certainly more secure. Um, yeah. and right. yet my, there's something baked into where my body always believes something in me believes I'm unsafe. Mm. All the time. Something inside you feels unsafe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I wrote a whole list of these. Like, um, you know, I feel like I am wise and completely limited in my own understanding. Mm. Um, I feel like I have no idea where I'm going. And yet I also feel like I have a very clear path that I'm on. Mm. Um. I feel valued and used. Yeah. Um, I feel chaotic and out of control and in control. Swarmed and abandoned. This is quite a list. It's a it's a huge list. 
um, heard and ignored. Yeah. So, like, what happens, Paul, that lets a human do this? Explain me to me. What is this? What is this? It's it's the tension. Uh, it's the I guess it's cognitive dissonance, the ability to hold two completely composing like competing ideas. They are true to who I am. They're true to how I see myself. And yet they're completely, they're a paradox. Um, they are a paradox. I don't know the answer. I can, I can sort of speculate on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, it's two different sources of information. Mm-hmm. that are in conflict with each other. The, when you say, I, I have this thought about myself or I have this feeling about myself or this is a thing that I identify and I know that it's not true or it's contradictory with me, one of those um, is a thought and the other one is a conclusion that any scientist would come up with given evidence. Mm-hmm. And... You, you have this evidence that suggests otherwise, but you don't let go of the hypothesis that's just been refuted. Um, and so it, both are, are, are held on to. One part of you is like, I'm going to collect data and discover this on my own. All evidence suggests that I am not unsupported in this world. Um, I have this nagging suspicion that I'm on my own and that everything I ever did in my life, I got by myself and nobody is going to help me out. And, you know, if it's, if it's, if I don't do it, nobody else is. And, um, I'm completely unsupported in these things. So it's all just up to me. Uh, and people help me all the time with stuff. I'll, anytime I ask for help, I always get it. People check in on me. How can both of these things be true? How can both of these things be true? And, Either the data is wrong and I'm misinterpreting it or the thought is not uh, as true as I think it is. And I think it's easier to, um, the data is uh, is something that you gathered that is outside of you, but the thought comes from inside. It, it, the call is coming from inside the house, you mm-hmm. know, in the spirit of Halloween as we are. <laughs> and um, it's part of the, I, I think usually the the story that is the one that we is the less kind is oftentimes the one that comes from inside. Mm-hmm. It's the one that comes from inside. Um, I really, I, th- I really think I'm supporting people help me out. However, I have this evidence that suggests that I'm not, it's like, that's usually not the way that it goes. You know, it's usually the, the one that is the unkind one that is, is usually the one that's your yeah. thoughts that come in. And, that is thoughts doing what they're going to do. So I'm completely unsupported in this world and it's up to me. Um, comes from the exact same places. Be careful when you're outside because there are lions. <laughs> it's the, the same the same voice is whispering that. Um, you're gonna get eaten by hyenas if you go to the if you go to the well uh, at, at night. Um, <laughs> you know and, and it's the, the brain tries to keep you safe. By telling you stories that require nothing for you to live up to. Mm-hmm. 
it, it requires nothing for you to live up to the to, to the statement that you're unsupported. It's like, well, there it is. Um, I guess if it's going to happen, uh, I guess I'll have to do it myself, and I can be confident in that if nothing else. And so I'll just hang on with that, and whatever the project is gets done. But you're still left with the I'm unsupported in this world, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's that can be a shadow that falls over your a life, mm-hmm. right. And, and so it's, it's sort of like, which, which voice do you let have the microphone? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think with, with statements like that in your own experience, do you think, you know, we've talked on this podcast about how you, how and where you feel things that you think or that you feel like, Mm -hmm. how does it show up in the body? Uh Do you think that those two statements, like I'm supported I'm not supported. Like when you say those things, do they show up in different places in your body? I've never tried it. Hmm. I've never tried it. Um, I have tried one. Okay. Uh, before a little, a little pairing that is really hard for me. Um, and uh, this was discovered accidentally. Ooh. And um it's, it's two phrases. And I'm, it's like, I don't have the answers on this. I, I'm still trying to wrap myself around it myself. Uh, what do you feel when you, when you have the thought, I'm willing to feel helplessness? Yeah. I'm willing to feel helplessness. And how does that sit? And then you can come back around on the backside and you can say, I am not willing to feel helpless because, or I am not willing to feel helplessness because. What comes out when you do that? and see what comes to mind and it's like i don't have the answer to that yet and it's like uh something about it something about that inquiry feels dangerous to me Hmm. interesting you know early in one of your meditation workshops i don't remember if it was the first one you did or the second one but one of the workshops i went to yeah um you were going through i think it was the first time you introduced uh meta to one of the groups uh, and you did this thing that I think, I think I've even gone through similar things with like Sharon Sal- Salzberg trying to do this, uh-huh. um, where it's there's an opportunity to call to mind someone you love, which I have lots of people that I love, right? Super, no shortage, super fine, a life well lived, no shortage. Right? Yeah, but there's this thing that happens. Um, I panic during that exercise every mm. time. Uh, that someone else is guiding me through it because two things happen. One, when I'm asked to picture someone that I love, my mind goes completely blank and I cannot remember what anyone I love looks like. Mm. And it's like super visceral, like, like it, and it, it causes panic. Right. Um, And so then in that moment, like there's a lot that goes through where, where I try to figure out why can't I, why can't I imagine anyone that I love? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Right? Clearly, there's something wrong with you. Obviously. Right? <laughs> right? Um, but then the other part uh, is the first time, like, I actually pushed myself to, like, think about where in my body I feel the love for, for mm-hmm. whomever I might have been able to call to mind. Um, and my body panicked for that, too. Um, and, like, my mind was just like, nope, we're not doing that. And yeah. it's so interesting because, yeah. like, yeah. if you ask me, are there people I love? Absolutely. Of course. Of course there are. 
right? There are people, and I, I see myself as someone who loves fiercely, uh, maybe even obnoxiously. Mm-hmm. Um, don't agree to that too quickly. <laughs> I mean, I think other other people might have that experience too, right? It's much like, yeah, people doing that, you know. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, there's, so so it's like this weird thing where I know that love exists in my life and it's it's often an easy thing in my life but then mm-hmm. like what's happening when i get quiet and i really investigate love right right it's curious yeah so i mean every once in a while i do hit upon these things that you know it's just like that's a hard that's a hard no you know mm-hmm. and um it was a surprise when i discovered you know these two phrases you know it's like i'm willing to feel helplessness it's like we're not going there Right. It's like I couldn't even get close enough to it to to do the investigation of it. It's like, nope. Um, and the other one is like uh, my one of my classes last year, last last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the end of the semester, uh, they. Uh, um, they a couple of gifts, gifts may have been you know given, mm-hmm. right? not asked for, but offered freely and. Gave me this. It's a you know, it's a custom engraved chalk holder, you know, that has a class on it and uh, mm-hmm. my name on it. And that's great. Um, and one of them knitted me a hat because um, mm-hmm. she knits, and, and uh, they made a, a T-shirt mm-hmm. for the class with their pictures on it. Um, and uh, with with things like that, like super meaningful gifts that really represent something uh, really meaningful for that I participated in with something else, and that that's given to me. It's like um, I can tell you how that registers in my body, what I feel when I when I receive those things, and it's curious. You know what it? You know what I feel? What? Pain. Mm. My inclination is run. Mm-hmm. Run. Go. Right now, drop your shit and run. Because it hurts. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I mean, what's up? <laughs> what's up it's like what you know that's the stupidest reaction ever you know they're giving you a gift out of love and everything that's like wow that really hurts i'm gonna go uh Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's nuts Mm -hmm. it's nuts um i mean it 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 does seem different from the story we tell ourselves about what we should experience but it's just and that's the thing that I think is so hard is like, I think I spend a fair amount of my time like beating myself up for the ways in which I don't think, feel, or act in the way that I have prescribed being correct for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? And so like... How much time, like, because Paul, this is not the first time we've talked about those gifts. No. Right? No. So how much time have you spent beating yourself up because you have, because you felt pain instead of joy? Not not, not too many, because um, I do a very good job of avoiding it. Um, mm. And I and I avoid it this way. Um, something kind is done. Everybody likes doing kind acts. Uh, to, well, not everybody, I guess. Some people I've heard like engaging in acts of kindness and consideration that lets people know that they're heard and they're seen and everything is, is sort of going to be okay. And um, 
I'll do something which seems like something that people would do. You know, there's this, we're having an event and somebody has a food allergy. So we grab something off the, make a separate trip and get something somewhere that they can eat because everybody eats at my parties, period, right? Nobody doesn't get to eat because they have a food allergy that was not accommodated for. That's completely and totally unacceptable to me mm-hmm. in every way, in every way. It will not happen. Um, and when, when that happens, the person who has that food allergy or whatever it is, is extraordinarily, wow, I actually get to eat. at the, Wow, that's fantastic. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. Um, Paul, thank you so much. And, and I'm just like, it's what anyone would do. I didn't do anything. It's what anyone would do. I did nothing. Except it's not what anyone would do. You know, yeah, and that's what I've heard. It's like, not everyone would do that. And it's like, fuck that. Of course they would. Anyone would do that. Um, because the acceptance of that gratitude and just freely given like that registers with me as pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, didn't do anything. I did nothing. Nope, mm, thank me all you want. Didn't do a thing. Yep. Uh, I and think I can, this is a- And I, I can sort of sidestep it that way a little bit. And it works well. It doesn't. I mean, I think you think it does, <laughs> but it doesn't. It, work, right? it works like, well in the moment for avoiding, you know, the truth of the situation that I'm in and the reconciliation of that feeling with that that, that expression. It helps continue your pattern. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's like, it's interesting because yesterday... um I'm sure this is news to you. I was not uh, in all parts of yesterday my best self, right? Um, And so I specifically sent you like a little note saying, hey, you know, there was a moment that I know you know about. uh, And I knew that I was going to send you this thing where I was like, it is important to me because of who I want to be in the world. It's important for me to that you hear. Acknowledge something, take an action. This behavior was unacceptable. You're going to have to deal with me telling you that this wasn't okay. But because I know you, I prefaced it with, you're going to tell me, no worries, all good. And yet, I'm still going to tell you, you you must stop and sit with this. I value you, and so I'm going yeah. to apologize to you. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Ooh, oh. Yeah, I, re- I, re- I replied and I said, no, no worries. It's all good. But I, I did that with a smile because it's like, well, of course I'm going to say that. You of know? course but you're then it was like, that. no, seriously, it's fine. You know, right. Whatever. But it's such an interesting I thing. That. I appreciate um, that. You know, you know in, in moments like that, like how authentically Paul and Sherry are we? That like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have to I have to circle back to it because otherwise I'm going to ruminate forever. Yeah. And you're never going to ruminate over it because Over what? That's not that's not yeah. who you are in our Ruminate over what, you know. So. Yeah. It's fascinating. It isn't it, isn't it? It isn't is. It? Yeah. It is. It is interesting how and I think even moments like that like, you know, you know, moments when I am not my best self and maybe we're not all resourced as we could be. They end up like, I'm starting to think about how conflict often is just multiple people's complicated narratives about themselves mm-hmm. coming, coming into friction with other people's complicated narratives. Yeah. Like, what if that's all there is? Well, how many times have you been in the middle of an argument with somebody and then you realize you're both saying the same thing? Right. That right. happens all the time. Yeah. Or so a lot of this? times. You know, what yeah. Or 
in the middle of the conversation, you realize neither of you care about the thing that's being talked about. You both just need a sandwich. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I had this stupid argument with a ex-girlfriend or I don't even know. It's like, I don't know what it's like. I It was like this whole I don't know if I would say it was a yelling match or anything like that, but it was like this big, heated kind of thing and going on and on and on. And neither one of us at our best selves by like any stretch of a perceivable imagination. But then again, we were like 19 or something. Mm -hmm. So the bar is low. Um, Not much is expected of us at that age. Thank God. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the bar is low and we did not surpass it. And um, <laughs> we still we still didn't make it over. Um, and it was like a, it was about like macaroni and cheese. Like literally, it was about like, it. the whole thing started with like the pasta's overcooked. You know, it's just the stupidest thing, you know, like a sandwich. Why, why is there cheese on my sandwich? You know, and from there it went to, you don't love me. You never loved me. What the hell is wrong with you? This relationship is stupid, right? I never should have gone to college. I knew my mom was right. Oh my God, I'm a failure. My third grade teacher told me this back then and I didn't listen to them then. You know, God, how stupid am I? Oh my God, how dare you bring this up at a time? Further like evidence this. This is the most inconvenient ever. You know, and, and, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like we're talking about, uh, box of mac and cheese here, you know, but uh, clearly it was not about mac and cheese. And it's like we we argue about you know these tiny little trivial things, and I'm convinced. Um, or a kid, um, I see this a lot. Somebody has a panic attack. Um, uh, one of my students will have a panic attack, and they'll tell me about it. And it's like, what what triggered this? And it's like, well, you know, I got a I got a half point off on my calculus test. It's like you did not have a panic attack because you got a half point off on your calculus test. It's like that is the top layer of atoms on the surface of the ocean that 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 did this. You know, I mean, if there was ever a, a, a cause for uh, the phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back, it's that. That was just the last little thing that happened that caused the dam to break, to collapse. You know, it was, there's all this stuff under it. Or, you know, and it's like, you know, and, and I mean, from, and this is seriously a conversation I had, right? And, and that literally is, um, they confused horizontal with vertical in an yeah. equation. And it's like, you know, I had this panic attack. And it's like, is that what's going on? We talked for about five minutes. It's like, well, I'm an immigrant and I'm not a citizen and the election is Tuesday. I'm like, oh, okay. So now we're talking, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> Well, and, and that's, like, there's, there's that's other stuff going on. This, this this pump has been primed by yeah. other things. This was the thing that put you over the over the the line. Well, and so as somebody who has suffered with, let's maybe not say suffered anymore. Someone who's lived with anxiety for a really long time. You know, I would say it wasn't the point off that caused the anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. I would say there are two questions there. There is, what were you doing when you had a panic attack? Right. I was, I was receiving a grade. That's one thing. The separate thing is, um, what caused the panic attack. Mm -hmm. And those are not the same. No. Um, because whatever's going on in our brains is so much more complicated than just, and I think, you know, you're pointing to that already, but, but like, Mm -hmm. this is the thing that it took me a really long time to understand is that, um, 
it's not that I got two points off on a calculus test. It's that in the moment when I was receiving a calculus grade, I was also uh, starving, hadn't yeah. taken a shower, right? And and like so up one of night. the things that Stay, I know yeah. about myself as an anxiety um, navigator is that there are just certain things I can't do if I'm not properly resourced. So like one of the things that I don't do is uh, if I'm having a really bad day and I feel really shitty about myself, I do not go to ratemyprofessor.com yeah. and say, this is a great time to figure out how I've been graded recently. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a way to say, well, let's get, o- let's get, it, o- let's get it on. Let's get on with it. Let's yeah. get over it. Like, what can I use to trigger this thing? Right. You know? And so like, what were you doing when the panic attack came um, is often a useful question. Because I think one of the things that comes is like, are there better times to check your grades? Yeah, I was making a list of things that I need to do this weekend, you know, for school. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I got back from a vacation, you know, where I finally took a week off and I opened my inbox, my email. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting, even that idea of like how we negotiate email. Mm-hmm. Um, that got me once. That specific thing got me once. Did it? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm very strategic about when I open my inbox, I scan it for the messages that I have the resources to deal with in a moment. Yeah. Right? Like, even just how we negotiate an inbox. Yeah. For me, for me, what what actually did it with the inbox was not the volume of the emails that came in. Um, It was uh, one person who had sent one. Mm -hmm. I saw that name and it was like, that's it. Done. Grab this paper bag over here. Grab my chest. Make sure I'm not dying. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, shaky, yeah. You know. And I mean, that's the challenging thing about email too, right? Is although you can set up filters and decide who comes into your inbox, mm-hmm. um, you actually have shockingly little control over. You have none. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like. You know, one of the things that I wrestle with in the in the world is that I'm an includer. I value connectedness. Community is important to me. And there are people that I have chosen to not include in my life. Yeah. And those people show up in my inbox. Mm-hmm. Some of those people, too, um... On a regular, somewhat regular basis. Um, and I put up like email filters to try to sort of regulate that, right? Right. Um, <laughs> but it almost doesn't matter because people have different strategies for trying to get into an email inbox. Um, so it is one of these things. I I feel like the email inbox is such an interesting space because you think it's just an innocuous thing, right? Just an email. Just inbox, right? Just, um, it's not even words, it's electrons, you know? Yeah. Who has a reoccurring belief that I am not safe. And then that person opens up something as innocent as yeah. an inbox. And they see a name that doesn't communicate safety to them. It makes things really tricky, right? It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um... Well, that's tricky. It is tricky. Um, 
and that I think that relates to one of the the I one of the items I put on my list um, is you know I feel both in control and stuck in chaos all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can both of those be true? I think they are true. Part so part of what I'm working through is realizing that avoiding chaos isn't the goal. Hmm. Uh, in fact, this morning when I was doing some writing, one of the fir- the first thing I wrote was, uh, "What if the goal is to be with the chaos?" Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it, it it's kind of um. One of the reasons I think I have struggled more with anxiety is because I have always thought that calm, composure, and clarity are the goal. And that any time that I feel something in me that chafes against that, that isn't calm and composure, mm-hmm. um, I, I begin the assault on myself. Yeah. And so when something happens, like the email comes in or I get the grade that I didn't want, um, instead of being adaptable and saying, okay, this isn't the result we expected. What next? Instead, it's just, uh, I lean into the chaos. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, hmm. yeah. How, how, what's your sense of the chaos of the universe? Like, how do you negotiate it? You are very adaptable. Me? You adaptable according to it's only finders. it's only my it's only my number one strength and strength strengths finder uh may it be so um i don't know if it's maybe i'm born with it maybe it's maybelline i don't know maybe <laughs> it's like i don't know if it's learned or if that's innate um i always felt like i had to be because nobody else was mm-hmm. and i don't know how that ties into feeling like uh to my my tendency to try to be a people pleaser Mm-hmm. You know, um, the most um, unacceptable thing to me is that somebody else is feeling discomfort based on or because of my actions. Um, even when it's like, hey, Paul, uh, you should eat this. If it's like gross, I'll be like, oh, OK, yeah, let me I'll try, yeah. <laughs> I'll try it. You know, even though I know I'm not going to like, OK, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and um uh, I, and I don't know if, so, you know, it might be learned a, li- a little bit or, um, it might be so ingrained in me that it's, it feels like a trait, but it's like, oh, no, I'm pretty adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, so, so when I am adapting to a situation that is just like, what's going on here? I don't feel tension. I don't feel resistance to that. I, I don't, oh, this is not the way it was supposed to go. I don't feel any of that. Um, it's like, oh, cool. This is different. Well, I guess we should try something else. And and it's like that's as that's as much as it is, but you know if if you know, if I'm if I relax afterwards and somebody asked me about that, you know, what I would say is, man, that's just been the story of my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and and it plays out in some decisions that I make. Um uh I mean there there are things that I've done in my life where people look at and say, Wow, that's a curious decision. He did what? <laughs> um he quit his job at, with, with benefits in a corner office in downtown St. Louis and put his stuff in the back of a car and drove to California because he wanted to be a paleontologist. Well, what? It's like, oh, I wasn't happy. 
I was wanted to be a paleontologist. Why not? So it's like it, it carries over into security, self-image, what I want to do, what I don't want to do. I don't like to do things that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, I do feel serious resistance about that. Um, and maybe the adaptability plays into that by being adaptable. I can find ways to make things happen that is outside of people telling me what to do or what my expectations are that people put on me. Cause I'm also a Gretchen Rubin. Thank you. Rebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like, I, I don't like satisfying anybody's expectations, my own or from, from outside. Um, and I, I will adapt my life in ways that prevent me from being confronted with that. Um, but also, also remember, you know, one of my other strengths is positivity. So mm-hmm. it's like I can I can spin anything into gold. Um, <laughs> so it's like it, it's this double whammy, which makes life makes me in, incredibly insufferably miserable around other <laughs> around other people. It's like not only is adaptable, he's going to try to tell me this is a good thing that this chaos is <laughs> happening. I'm like, yes, I will, and I have a great idea about it because ideation is number two. You know, so <laughs> I'm adaptable. I have an idea. Let's it. get good. Yeah, let's just do this strategically. What am I left with? I mean, I'm going to this. communicate, connect this with other people. So it's like, um, I'm made for chaos. I am made for chaos. I am custom made for chaos. It's like. It's it's when I'm in the and, and this is what happened like when I was in that job and I I didn't it's like every day I'm wearing the same thing the most important thing in my which to my boss was that I wear a belt <laughs> with my khakis you know it's nine to five five days a week same thing same people same stuff every day wear a pair of khakis with a belt and a button up shirt and it's like I feel like I'm dying I feel like I'm dying and it's like. And I was not raised in a chaotic household. This is, I've always had chaos in my life. No, we didn't. I lived in the entire, the same house my entire life. You know, my, my dad had the same job that he had when he died. He had, he had the same, he had the same job that I had when I was, when I was born, he had the same job that he had when he, when he died. It's like, he, it's like extraordinary stability uh-huh. all throughout my life. Any chaos that I have going on around me is chaos that I've generated on my own, you know, from my own decisions, right? My household was not a chaotic one. It was, you know, South St. Louis City brick house. Dad always had a job. We always had food on the table. We didn't suffer. We went on a vacay or two a year. There were always gifts under the tree. The, you know, it was it was almost, it was borderline, leave it to beaver. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and here I am, you know, running through the china shop like a bull. You know, if if I don't find, if I don't have chaos, I will generate it. You know, just so God, can something interesting please happen? Um, <laughs> and and so when I'm in my classroom and it's boring, it's like, no, we're not doing this. Let's see if I can pick a fight. What color is the dress? What color is the dress? Is it blue and black or is it gray and white? You know, let's see if I can get it. Let, let's see if I can start an argument because something interesting finally might happen. And we've talked about that before, Sherry. Yeah. You know, trying to work our classrooms in ways where there's a risk that something interesting might happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, put me in. Give me the chaos. Give me the chaos. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, 
I dare you to. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's like I feel at home in chaos. It's like it's good. That doesn't mean that I don't like an orderly house or anything like that. The place isn't a you know piles of dishes everywhere. No, I like order and structure, and I like the dishes to be done, but they do pile up every once in a while. You know, um, I don't I don't mind having a regular schedule as long as I got a little bit of a little play in it every once in a while. They can fool with. So it's not like um you know, kind of generating chaos for other people because generating chaos for other people around me seems reprehensible to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My own chaos is different than generating chaos for others. Yeah. One is in one is a state of existence and the other one is unacceptable behavior. Well, and this is... <sighs> that was so longer than I thought it would be. I just went on for like 10 minutes about that. It's okay. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Um... People can fast forward through that if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find it so fascinating when you're like, oh, gosh, sorry, I was talking on a podcast. <laughs> what else are you going to do on a podcast? <laughs> um, well, I think it's really interesting. Like you say, like you're made for chaos, right? Um, and but you are sensitive to like you want chaos for yourself and you don't want to create it for other people because I'm, I'm you comfortable don't in like it. creating discomfort in other yeah, people. I'm, I'm comfortable I'm that's it it's not it's not like it's like I'm comfortable in it it's like when when wonky stuff's happening and you need to adapt it's like all right cool yeah and so it's interesting because i think one of the things that is most true about me is i think i am terrified of chaos like just terrified of it right mm-hmm. like um what is the villain in my life? It's chaos, right? Like I hate unpredictability. I despise when I don't have a clear understanding of expectations so I can meet them in clear. I I see you convulsing over there. Hang (laughs) on. It's Sherry time. Deal with it. I'll mute mute myself. This is is going to come around to to a pleasant Paul point. Just be patient. Right, 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 right. Right, right. But but I I feel it physically, right? When you're talking about that, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, but for me, like chaos is... It's what I'm afraid of. Like it's um you know, it's what's in the, the, the closet that I have to keep the door closed, right? Like, um and I don't know why. I don't exactly know where that comes from because like as you're talking about like how, you know, the conditions of your childhood, like in terms of, you know, like yeah, my dad worked at the same place for, you know, all of my childhood and yeah right uh, right right you know my mom worked in the school system like there was a lot of stability but chaos um i like to know what's going to happen next and i despise the horror genre as a whole um because i don't know what's going to happen next i love the mystery genre because I can use my intellect to figure out what's going to happen before it happens. So nothing's going to, nothing's going to come and get me. Right. Um, I do not like to be afraid. I do not like for things to feel unpredictable, but then in the midst of all of this weirdness, right? Like, so I crave safety and I fear chaos. And then I meet this dude Who's like totally at home in chaos. And you, my friend, are weird safety to me. That's crazy. It's weird. It's just like, where, like when I ask myself, like, what are the conditions in which I feel safe? For some reason, it's with chaos wizard over here. (laughs) 
ridiculous. Yeah, that is curious. And that's how we know the universe doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe, I mean, it's it might be acknowledgement of something. I mean... I'm going to keep calling you a chaos wizard, by the way. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Um, which is a reference to uh, a game called Heroes Quest, which I uh, played quite a bit as a child. Hmm. But I only like to play the first couple of uh, levels because I knew the solutions. Yeah. And I knew where all the monsters were. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. Is it, um, you've, it, it's feeling safety when you're with someone who is comfortable when it's variable or not predictable well it's you know what in the world could happen that paul fitzgerald isn't going to be like all right we're going to figure it out it's never happened yet yeah like i just yeah uh i'm so not adaptable i'm getting better i think but better better what what is that nothing go on i'm getting better i think okay don't you agree well i mean is is it better to be adaptable Uh, i think that's a tricky question because there there are downsides there there are downsides to it i understand that it's just you know i was actually downsides yeah Well, and we've talked about how all these strengths have weaknesses built into them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. One of the things that I think is so interesting to me, and I think it ties into the fact that I'm an Enneagram 4, right? So we both do the strength finder, you and me, right? And we come out and we have three identical strengths. Yeah. Right? But when I look at our our individual results, uh, I look at... Your two that you don't share with me, adaptability and positivity. And I say to myself, see, this is evidence for why, despite the fact that Paul and I are similar in some ways, he's a better person than me because he's positive and adaptable. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think of adaptability as. As a virtue, I think it. Even though it is also sometimes the thing about you that drives me crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, the two that you had were uh, communication, communicative. What was the other one? It was... Uh, Includer. Includer, yeah. See, mine are forgettable. Like, you don't even need to remember them. See? I think being an includer is not forgettable at all. Um, Says the man who just forgot it. <laughs> um you're getting sherry with extra sass today yeah yeah that's okay that's okay we all need extra sass uh in our sherries um i i mean i i take great pains you know to try to be inclusive Mm -hmm. whenever i can and and i think that's that that's a response to adaptability and this is not again i don't want to go down the direction of like doing the whole strength finders conversation over again but right. it's like i have to spend a lot of time working on it because i'm just not good at it you know it's like it it doesn't come naturally to me inclusion you know? doesn't inclusion do- yeah and that doesn't mean that i mean you can spend that in all kinds of horrible ways it's not that you know um 
but it's it doesn't come as naturally to to me. And it's like I the the time that I spend on making it happen is in, intentional time that I I spend on it to double check because I'm never really sure that I'm actually doing it as as well as I could. And I I spend a lot of time accidentally because of whatever my training is, um, sort of, um, I I I really do. And somebody that I I know you know has been working on me a lot with this when I'm talking about how things are in the universe, I oftentimes will, will say you and not I, mm-hmm. um, you know, when this happened, Sherry, when you do, when, 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 uh, you feel this way because these things happen and you're like, no, 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 I don't feel that way when that happens. That's your experience, not mine. Um, and, um, and I, th- I think that might be a response to not being as inclusive as I could, because part of inclusivity is seeing that other people's experiences are their own and they're unique and they're not necessarily yours. And they are to be uh, appreciated and mm-hmm. considered. And the easiest way to get around that is to not accept that that, that is true. And mm-hmm. by imposing your own relationship with things on other people, even though that's not theirs. And that means you're non-inclusive. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, that... that Play, uh, you know, I, I see n- non-inclusivity show up in the way that I interact with people oftentimes. Because um, you know what it's like when this happens. She, I mean, it's like that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know how you feel. You know, you know how it is when you're going through the Taco Bell drive-through and they're blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, I know. You know, you know how it is. You know how you get this way when you. And it's not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. But you know, I hope you're having the same experience because then I don't have to, you know, appreciate or accommodate that other point of view. Right. Because I'm not that I'm not. I'm, it's not one of my top five. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think it's also so. It's interesting to hear you frame inclusion in that way. I'm gonna have to think more about that. It's funny as you were talking about it, I started to think about inclusion related to another thing that you and I have been processing about ourselves. Mm. Um, So we've been talking about this idea of like, in what conditions do we think that we are good one-on-one and in what conditions do we think that we are really good with groups? Um, And we've sort of started piecing through, and I don't think we're ready to talk about this on air, but we're piecing through that, what that looks like for each of us, right? Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that I think is interesting is that, inclusion lends itself to a group environment like pretty naturally right um but the other thing that i think is true (laughs) is i've talked to you about like part of the paul fitzgerald experience is that when you're in a room with paul paul will act as though you are the only person alive right or if you're in a small group with paul like this person in front of Paul is the most important person in the world for Paul, right? Like, and I think that that makes you very good at one-on-one interaction, but it does come at the expense of inclusion. It does. It absolutely does. And so what's interesting about that is I think even with shared spaces uh, that you and I have hosted together, I think you are able to like, we log in and we're in a space or we're in a physical space on campus, maybe together. And whoever is in the room, like you are present with those people in the room, whether or not you're thinking other thoughts, I don't know. But when we're (laughs) in those spaces, I get obsessed with who's not there. Mm. 
right? So we have a meditation group um, that we meet in the mornings. Um, and you like, you know, you banter with all the people that are there and it's, and, and I often do too, Yeah. but there yeah. is a big part of my brain every time we're in that space that is thinking about who's, who's there, who's not there that usually is, who's not there who used to come. Yeah. And I'm doing all these mental gymnastics of, should I check on that person? Should I reinvite them? Should I reach out to them? Um, and I and I hate that because I want to just be present in the moment. But it's I think it is the includer beast within me. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, it could be for sure. It's interesting. For sure. Um yeah. It certainly hmm. could be. Hmm. Hmm. But it's not as though I don't in appreciate the the people that are there. Um but I, ha- I my brain is always doing it. Two levels of monitoring, I guess. Yeah, bouncing around a little bit, bouncing around a little bit. And I yeah. think that's fine. You know, and I think that's fine because it's kind to have concern over people, right? When uh, something uh, unexpected happens or something, I don't want to use the word amiss, you know, but mm-hmm. um, huh, that's interesting. And uh, this person is not, hmm. Wonder if they're okay. You know, if if it's a deviation from a norm or something mm-hmm. like that, I think it's totally kind, compassionate, reasonable, acceptable, whatever to to have your thoughts go there. Mm-hmm. To have your thoughts go there. Yeah. And and mine do too. Mine do too. But it's like not at the expense of the person in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're here. Because they're here now. Right. Right. So you're there with that person then. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, the includer one, it's funny because I just think about my strengths and I'm like, whatever. I guess they're strengths. Um, but like, I can look at yours and it's almost like, you know, it's almost like little kids going to, um, like for me, it was this pizza parlor called Zeno's, right? But you, you know, you get your quarters and see, I'm using you language too. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But one gets their quarter and they go and they crank. I, the... I, I get my quarters, right? Yeah, yeah. You and I, we both get our individual quarters. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, but you put them in like whatever little stupid toy vending machine, right? Uh, and you each crank out and you you get like some little prize, and you're like, oh, mine's so cool. And then you see, like, the kid next to you who gets practically the same thing, but maybe it's a slightly different color. And you're like, man, yeah, my, right. that one's cooler than mine. That's what I did with strengths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the sexy ones and I got the bummers. Well, you know? although, you know, speaking of sexy, within my top 10, I do have woo. And so you don't know your top 10, but. I do have woo. Yeah, I need to do the part two of that still. And yeah, yeah we'll find out if you have woo. I did the short. I did the short version and you did the full. Yeah, well, baby steps. We can't rush Paul to have the expectation of doing eight or n- two <laughs> things within one year. Yeah, in eight or nine months, I might do the second half of it. Right? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, but strengths. Can be weaknesses. Weaknesses can be strengths. It all depends on, again, kind of circling back that 
that dichotomous narrative that you have with yourself about things, because these are it as well. Um, these, these are it as well. Um, the ups, I mean, the, the humility is like, uh, you know, it's all good. You know, I didn't do anything. And I did what anyone would do. You know, the alternative to me seems like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, you know, we're not going to have a parade because I accommodated your dietary restriction. You know, I mean, it's like, whatever. Um, and I mean, I know there's, there's places between, uh, um, dismissing somebody's gratitude that they're giving you, which is not kind and developing a sense of arrogance about how awesome a person you are because, you know, you're so giving and you're so great and you're also fine. I mean, there, there's things in between that, but I don't even know if that's the axis to be on. I don't, I don't think the answer is to find a place on that. Um, so much as the answer is, uh, accept gratitude when offered. And if you find your, that it's difficult to do that, investigate mm-hmm. and see what's, what's up with that. What's going on with that? Be, you know, there's a, there's a way that you can bring some curiosity into something. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what happens when you bring curiosity into that? Cause it's at the point now where it's like, huh, that's interesting. Huh? Yeah. How do I do that? You know? And you know, I've shot myself enough for this mm-hmm. with with the second arrow. You know, I've shot myself enough with this. You know, I, I don't go walk around. It's like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't it? It's like, but I don't think that's normal to feel that way when people offer you gifts. It's like, it doesn't seem like the way that that should be. It seems like, you know, that because it's not the intention. I mean, when people when people give you a, a handmade gift and gratitude, they're not hoping that it hurts when they do it. I right. mean, I th- and I think that's pretty true. I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. Right. But that also doesn't that. mean that impact and intent always line up. No, they don't. No, they right? don't. You just... know, but it's like, I, I would like it if my reaction to that was somewhat in line with what they were sort of going for. But I don't know if they were going for anything. They weren't trying to elicit uh, a response in me. It, it, it was, it was a gift given freely in kindness in response to something that was good. I don't think they're trying to make me feel a particular way, you know, and, and part of the selfishness of adaptability is, um, is selfishness with adaptability, you know? Uh, and you know, if, if I'm adaptable and I can spend anything in the positive, I can spend that my way in the positive in, in ways that are very comfortable for me in the most way, in the way that is the most comfortable for me. And and that lets me get out of a lot of jams that, you know, I might not be, you know, might not be easy, which is, which is why, you know, when the, the prompt was, I'm willing to feel helplessness, I'm like, nope, I can adapt my way out of anything. I'm never, I, I, you know, I, I don't even know what that, that is like. And it's, it's not that uh, I'm not, I mean, there are things that happen that are significantly, profoundly painful yeah. That happened in all of our lives, not just mine, in anyone's life. And you are helpless against that. You cannot change the outcome of that. Um, and it's just really, really hard. And those are the things that are the most difficult for me. You know what's funny? Because I can't um, adapt myself to get out of that. Yeah. So this idea of helplessness, like when you said that first sentence, uh, the first time you said it, I felt that sentence like, like yeah. Like deep in, like my heart did not like that. Like, yeah, and I, but because I think helplessness and safety are tied together. Um, so 
Yeah, I don't want that one either. Paul. Yeah, but that's how it feels. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, when when a gift is given to me, that means a lot to the people, and it's like handmade, and they spend time on it, and it's whatever you know. It it and, and it's presented to me. I, I feel helpless to being able to avoid it, and it's like oh, I'm stuck. You know, you can't. Good luck getting yourself out of this one. Yeah, uh, and it's like oh, I don't like that one bit because I mean, it it feels like. It does when I start poking at that or pulling at that thread on the willingness to feel helplessness. I'm like, oh boy, we're not going there. We're not going there. I think I'm going to run now. Thank you. So when you're, so you receive a gift and it triggers a sense of helplessness. Is that what you're saying? It fe- it just feels the same. It feels the same as helplessness. you know when when I when I when I I don't know I don't I I refuse to go there. It's like when when I do this you know investigation of I'm willing to feel helplessness. It's like I don't get far before I pull the plug on that. Um, uh-huh. It's like and we're done. It's like wow I'm up to spending 15 seconds a month with that progress. Uh, it's like I I just I just don't go, I just it, it's 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 a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge, you know, and it's like it feels a lot like it does when somebody gives me a meaningful gift. It's like, um, uh, which mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's messed up. I'm not supposed to feel that way when people get, <laughs> when people give me stuff. Yet they do, right? Um, it's easier for me to go through my life feeling like I am that I'm unappreciated and unsupported than it is to wrestle with the nature of that pain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which sounds horrible. It's like, wow, that's a stupid way. That sounds like a painful, hard life. I get by. I'm a pretty happy guy. Hashtag positivity. So it's like, I'm, that goes for me too. It's like, I'm, I'm not suffering over here. Right. I'm a happy guy. Genuinely so. I have my struggles as we all do. But man, that's hard. And uh, I, I don't I don't love that about myself that, you know, I feel that way when people give me meaningful gifts because they, they surely don't want me to feel that way when they give it to me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't trigger in you any time somebody gives you a gift, right? No. No. Sister, you know, sister relative gives me, oh, girl, okay, thanks. Whoop, here's one for you. Whoop, hey, we have a good time. Everything is great. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's particular situations and yeah. particular circumstances. Is it only the kids or have you experienced it in other spaces? Uh, I don't know, but it's usually kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's always true, though. I don't know if that's always true. The most recent one is kids and it was extreme. Um, and so that might be like eclipsing other other examples of it. Other examples, you know, yeah, it might because it it, it, it it was most recent and extreme. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I feel bad about it though, because it's like I don't, you know, I would be mortified if they knew. Because well, that goes back to the I don't want them to feel discomfort because of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting how much energy you might spend avoiding the fact that, like, when, like, so it seems to me, here's the reality. When someone gives you a meaningful gift, sometimes that hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Now you know that. Yeah. Like, it's not like you have to do anything about it. Like, Uh, right? Like, why do you need to do, like, eh, now you know. Cool. Oh, that's curious. You know? Um, Yeah, you could, you can go down psychoanalysis down the, down the wormhole with this or down the, you know, down the rabbit hole and never end up with anything other than psychodramatic, 
you know well, um well i mean i think it's true i mean it's it's interesting the kinds of things that can drum up things in us that we may not be able to we may not have the full ability to unlock the the why we just know the what we know yeah, the and there might what, not be one feel you know not everything has an answer out there that can be discerned yeah you know? yeah absolutely some things are yeah. just the way they are you know right? and what what do i want to spend the rest of my life uh thinking about that or do i want to spend the rest of my life doing things uh literally useful mm-hmm. because it's like i'm curious about it um i pick at it every once in a while to see what's going on but it's like i'm not going to i'm not going to bury myself in an investigation of that because there's actual things that i want to do right well and i think you know picking at a scab doesn't exactly no it doesn't doesn't exactly you know you get scar you get scars that way you know mm, i know yeah yeah ah it is interesting though it's yeah. it is interesting how complicated like our emotional life can really be in contrast with the uniform cohesive narratives that we like to tell about ourselves like you know as you're talking and you're like oh it sounds like i'm a miserable guy but no 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 i promise I'm, i get along just fine yeah, right? I get like, along, yeah so. it's so important that we tell this cohesive narrative of how well adjusted uh you know perfectly reasonable people we are even you know, I wrote this huge list of contradictory feelings that I have about myself, uh, and I very purposefully selected the ones that I was and was not going to say aloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because right. some of these would make people think that I'm just not well-adjusted or normal, uh, and others are more palatable, right? Yeah. But I think the reality of the human condition is that most of us are tangled knots of being. Yeah. Yeah, and the the rope that tangles is one piece of rope, but there are three little ends or five little ends sticking out. It's like, how did that even happen? You know, it's like it's a split. It's, end. it's a compli- Yeah, it's a complicated rope. It's a complicated oh. string that gets tangled. You know, and the objective I think is not to untangle the knot. I think it's to accept the knot. What's wrong with the knot? Yeah, it's yeah. hard sometimes. It's easy sometimes. We want to, yeah. you know, maybe not, uh, maybe maybe not entangle others or entangle ourselves more. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But it's like not not every not every part of our lives that are challenging or problems to be solved. Right, and I think you know if you think about that, knots are actually fairly like. Knots are useful. Um, some they kind of things. really intricate knots are even beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that string, when you unravel it, what do you have, right? Like yeah. you take something that's like, um, you know, even like I'm wearing a sweater. If I unravel this thing, um, what I'm left with isn't useful or interesting. No, it's, it's not just a better a sweater. Big lump of fabric. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a better sweater. Fiber, right? Well, how do you make? How do you? How do you? You know, you take you take a you take a bolt of yarn and you pay five bucks for it. You knot it into a sweater and you get thirty. Mm-hmm. You've added value to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By adding knots and complexity. Yeah, and so it's yeah, 
Yeah, so the complexity, that's where the that's where the awesome is, right? Like the yeah. value comes maybe from the tangle. The value comes from the tangle. I like mm. that. I do too. Hmm. We don't have to search for tangles because life tangles itself. We don't oh, have to yeah. make tangles. We don't have yeah. to make tangles. I mean, it's just like <laughs> don't make more. You don't have to. They'll tang the, the rope tangles itself. Right. Like just have you ever be awake had, and live um, on Earth, and you'll get tangles. Like air, like uh, headphones. Right. You don't have to tangle those headphones. Oh, like no. just just set them down and walk away for a second. I don't know what they do while they're alone, but yeah, and uh, my. My Rubik's Cube is much more interesting like this than it is if all the sides, it's completely dis, you know, disorganized, right? And all sides, it's like, it's much more interesting like this than it is. Because yeah. when, it, when it was solved, you know, when I first got the thing and it was all, all the sides were, uh, were all the same color and it was completely at, at its state of organization. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't want to mess it up. You don't want to do anything with it. You just look at it and it's like, that's not even its purpose. Right. It's not even its purpose, you know? And uh it's it's much more interesting this way yeah 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 it's interesting um boy was this an interesting conversation paul wasn't it wasn't it Hmm. wasn't it huh huh curious Hmm. i'm trying to come up with some pithy way of wrapping it up that is yeah suitable for the tangle that we just sort of wove may we be well i don't know yeah Uh, uh, wish us luck yeah i don't know keep listening yeah um yeah i mean we 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 can end where we started you know we all we all have these things inside of us and we we decide what side of the coin we look at do i want to see myself as adaptable adaptability and it's like wow that's great what a useful thing that is or do i want to see myself as uh god why can't i keep it why you know why making a calendar with a bunch of stuff on it to me feels like death it's like why can't i put why can't i schedule thing i'm a horrible scheduler of things because it removes the need to be adaptable, which is number one. It's like, so how do I want to live my life? Do I want to say I'm adaptable to chaos or I'm a lousy, I'm a lousy scheduler? Well, and I, you know, I, my question would be, which of the two would you like to be known for? Would you like to be known for being an amazing scheduler or being adaptable to chaos? Me, adaptable to chaos because I'm more familiar with it and the other one feels like dying. But if we don't have people who can schedule things, the world will literally cease and nothing will actually happen. So, Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) There's something to be Uh, said for both. So with the Strength Finder. Nothing would ever happen. Nothing would ever happen. With the Strength Finder, neither of us have the skills of execution. No, we don't. Neither of us have the skill of arrangement. And yet, you know what? Anything happens. For the last... 30 what six weeks we have managed to find time to find each other and record for at least an hour yeah it's something so whatever maybe we're you know i used to be really good at scheduling and what did that get me well i need to take the rest of it right it might turn out that it's like my number six or something i don't know yeah i don't think so i don't think so either. <laughs> neither does anyone who's ever met me they don't think so either yeah. like if whatever the last one is it's probably that one i so. think you've got woo over that at least yeah may it be so i hope yeah so cool. no we'll yeah. see we will yeah. see um yeah but you know what's interesting 
is that I think this podcast is a place where I'm willing to poke at a little bit of chaos because there's something about the safety of the structure of yeah, I a agree. conversation like Yeah, this. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, Me too, so. I think. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Paul. Awesome. That was great. That was a great setup you did there with the questions. Yeah. Every now and yeah. then. Questions um, are always the answer, right? Yeah, yeah, and maybe we can uh, describe the, the the process you went through a little bit in the in the show notes or something. The you know coming up with these opposite things about us that are that are true. Yeah, you know, uh, that, uh, maybe we could do that. Uh, yeah, maybe we won't. We'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. If, if, uh, if we do, it's in the show notes. If we didn't, it's not in the show notes. So, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> check out the show yeah. notes to see which which came yeah. through. Yeah, to see if we did it. But, it is an execution no. thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I do. Th- yeah, I think things like this—they're good exercises. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of different frameworks out there for how people can do self exploration. Um, yeah. And. More and more, I'm thinking, like, this is my wheelhouse. Um, I really like developing guided self-explorations. So, uh, but part of this exercise actually came from an assignment I developed for my students. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Have they seen it yet? They have. Okay, cool. I was going to just wait. Yep, they are mapping a belief. And so I mapped out some of, like, for me, it's not interesting for me to just say, like, this is what I believe. Like, you know, NPR used to have the um, the this I believe. This I believe, yeah. This I believe. Yeah, and they're very interesting. But I think beliefs by themselves are fairly banal to me. But I think contradictory beliefs. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I did encourage my students to think about what are the most ridiculous beliefs they have. I think ridiculous beliefs are interesting. Well, I mean, it's things like, I mean, not to talk politics the week before an election, but um, I like low taxes and I wish we had national health care. It's like, you can't have both. You know? <laughs> but I, you know, I think both would be great. Yeah. Why you know, not I think ta- I think taxes should be low, and I think we should all have free health care. It doesn't work that way, you know. So it's like there's complexity in maintaining both of those beliefs at once. It's like you can have it right. one way or another. Because humans you know, are so complicated, like, yeah, and complicated. society is super chaotic and hard to do, and yet we try. Yeah, yeah, and so the negotiation becomes one of uh, what's what's the most negotiable, right? Would you rather have high taxes and people have health care? Would you rather have low taxes and people not? And that, then, then we kind of that forces you sort of into yourself a little bit to see what your values are, and then those beliefs become a little more meaningful, a little more nuanced. Maybe you realize you believe one of those things a little bit more than you believe the other. Right. You know, and, and I then, think the people that change the world are the people that look at that dichotomy and say, "How do we get these two things closer together?" Yeah, and anybody who anybody who knows me would probably suspect uh, the which way I would end up going on that. I think so. Yeah. Compassion seems to be a thing for Paul. Seems to be. You're like, uh, take my money, give them a flu shot, take my money, treat their thing that they can. Yeah. Please, please take my money and do that. Yeah. Um, so, but it's I, interesting. You know, it's like I want, I want free health care for everybody and I don't want to pay taxes. And it's like, oh, it's, I don't think it works that way. So. <laughs> well, we all want a pony, Paul. But. Yeah, but we all want a pony. So. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, cool. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Thank you, Sherry. Let's talk soon. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast, yes. Yes.